When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into a special breaking news edition of the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Like and subscribe. Like this video. Leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock and Bo. We are reacting in real time to the news that J.J. Watt, future Hall of Famer, current Arizona Cardinal defensive end, will retire at the end of the year meaning the final two games of his career will be at Atlanta, at San Francisco, hanging it up after 12 years. Your initial reaction to the news that Watt broke himself this morning on social media? Yes, there's J.J. Watt when he became the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it was exciting to watch him play football. I don't know that's a future rubber stamp Hall of Famer. Uh, where the red and white of the Arizona Cardinals? But it's not surprising, Johnny. I don't think you I would actually uh, about the very uh, Sunday's his final game in the Arizona Cardinal, and he comes out and breaks the news himself. We're going to see the last two games of this incredible career from J.J. Watt. 111 half sacks. He's saved one of his best seasons for his last game the Cardinals with nine and a half sacks. And it's just, uh, it's, it's not surprising. Same time you start to think about, okay, this is really going to be a complete overhaul. This person, you know, not only from office, the head coach, but down to the roster and the leaders inside that locker room. Yeah, absolutely. We do apologize. Bobrock's internet literally went out right before the show began. Yeah. So we're working through some audio issues with Bo and, and Bo. I'll echo a lot of your same sentiments there. 12 year career. 10 with the Houston Texans, two with the Arizona Cardinals. And I want to talk about specifically when he came to Arizona and why a lot of people feel like feel like that Watt's career at the end with Arizona was a little bit of a bust, not through anything of, of J.J.'s faults. I think he came here and did everything that he promised to do. He was a leader on and off the field. He put together a complete season this year. He had the injury last year but he was playing fantastic football. When he's been healthy and available for the Cardinals, he's been an ass kicker. And he's been somebody, especially this season, that you think about has been able to put out a lot of fires for this franchise on and off the field. He's mitigated so many issues that they've had. So I, I will push back on anybody who feels like the Watt experiment was a failure. It was not money well spent. That, that It was tremendous press. 
for the Cardinals to get Watt when they did. He came here. Yes, he had some injury concerns, which they knew about. It was a two-year contract. He had injuries in Houston. But, man, when he came here and he was playing and he's healthy, not only last year, but this year, you can make an argument. He has been their MVP. I put it out on Twitter. I'll double down on it. Uh, like, week in and week out, I, I think he has been the most consistent Arizona Cardinal player. Look at the the way he's responded. This team, 4-11. and 11. He was the best player on the field against Denver. Certainly the best defensive player or one of them against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. And so it just it makes you think about his character on and off the field, his football IQ to be able to say this season is lost, but I'm not going to let these guys down. You see him prominently featured in Hard Knocks, Bo Brock post game, talking about guys can't give up, go in, take care of yourself, put in extra time in the film room. I mean, I I honestly did believe before this report, Bo, that he broke himself. It's funny he broke the news of him signing in Arizona, and he broke the news he's going to retire. Um, kind of owning his own narrative in a lot of ways. But I did believe, Bo, that you think about the fact that his contract is up after this year. Michael Bidwell would have been in a difficult position because I do think Michael would have wanted him to come back in some capacity, whoever he's going to play for, assuming it's not Cliff Kingsbury. But Watt would have had plenty of suitors. Watt would have been able to ring chase next year. He's not going to do any of that. That conversation's not going to be had. It's going to be very much... He's going to be an ambassador. I would not be surprised to see him go into broadcasting, but I'm not sure if we still have my guy, Bo Brock. We're still working through some technical difficulties here, but you have to think about, you have to think about the fact, Bo and company, everybody that's in this chat, 52 of you, I appreciate you hopping on, hanging with us today, that Watt went out on his own terms. Of course, he had the heart scare, the issue that's happened during the season, that I'm sure put a lot of things in context. You think about the fact that he is a new father with he and his wife here locally in the Valley. It'd be interesting to see if they stay here long-term, if he's an ambassador of the Arizona Cardinals post his playing career. I think that would go a long way, Bo, in helping this franchise rebound to the point where, where they're at right now. Um, Bo, do you want to try to give it a try here with another try chance at your audio? I know we're still having some issues. Yeah, and I apologize to everybody. Uh, I won't name the internet company that continues to uh, just drop out on us, and and we're suffering. You guys are suffering through this, but I appreciate everybody kind of uh, working with us on this. But yeah, JJ Watt, as far as what he wants to do post career, he's going to have his uh, his choice. I mean, broadcasting absolutely. Whether he wants to be, you know, a guy who does color for a game, if he wants to be the next Tony Romo or Greg Olson, he can do that. He can be an analyst. Uh, he with his resume, incredible career for Jay team with the final game left for these Cardinals organizations saying, Hey, you control uh you know, put on the next two games to continue to really the message uh, that there's still for this team beyond JJ Watt himself and beyond when Bo is operating with that 1997 AOL dial-up internet today. And listen, I blame the kids. I blame the, blame the children. Everybody is home 
on Christmas break, on their iPads, on their tablets. But we will forge ahead. I want to take some of your comments and questions live here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, OG's uh, fan club press says, Bo looks like Cliff Kingsbury when the defense is on the field. Uh, that's that's a that's a good one, my man. Uh, Jose saying, J.J. Watt or a cast still played. J.J. nearly died before the game still played. Still is a man who would walk through a disaster and still ask for more. I think that echoes the sentiments of most people that have been around J.J. Watt. I've had an opportunity to interview him, speak with him personally. Um, he is somebody that plays hurt, goes through adversity on and off the field, gives his best. And, I mean, you think about the the comments of Michael Bidwell on Hard Knocks last week. The fact that he a lot of players are cutting corners on this Arizona Cardinal team then you've got J.J. Watt playing with a heart condition and is your best player. I mean, what, what does that tell you about the rest of your franchise? That Cardinals, I mean, this is not cliche to say. Uh, it goes without saying. It is cliche to say. They need more good players. They need players like J.J. Watt. They need people who are going to go out and give their everything each and every Sunday. They're, they're, they need leaders like this. Let's be honest with it, guys. The reason they brought in J.J. Watt once upon a time is they were not confident in the leadership that they had internally. They wanted to fortify it. They saw the collapse in 2020 and said, we can upgrade our defensive line, yes, but we need a presence like 99 in the locker room. And I think he delivered that tenfold. I was somebody that was critical of him this past training camp because he was hurt again. I said, this is just not going to work out. How do you respond? He's kicked ass this year. If he finishes these final two games, he's played over 90% of the snaps. He's been phenomenal. He's been their best player. Um, Nine and a half sacks. Feels like a a certainty that he's going to get to 10 double digits this year. It's been fantastic. Jackson in the chat saying, I got a JJ jersey when he first signed. Fantastic uh, slot. I believe if Bidwell would have hired another head coach midseason, JJ would have not retired. It's an interesting take. Uh, I do think that we can talk about this, guys. The, the culmination of the Watt era, the Cliff Kingsbury era, the Steve Kime era. This is one of many changes that this franchise is going to go through over the course of the next nine months. And I'm not going to say that the Cardinals and J.J. Watt did him did him a favor, but now it's is it that much easier to rip the Band-Aid off with Cliff Kingsbury knowing that you're not going to have Watt to kind of fortify a lot of the leadership issues that you have in your franchise? And I would make an argument the leadership issues go way beyond the 53-man roster, but the executive office, certainly the coaching staff, I mean, th- this makes it easier now, I think, in a lot of ways because J.J. Watt at 34 years old for a Cardinal team in a, a lot of uncertainty – I mean, he could have come back and played for this franchise. I would have commended him for that. But I, I think the Cardinals and, and J.J. Watt, everybody involved, needed a not a fresh start from each other. The Cardinals would have benefited from having Watt. Watt, I don't know how much he would have benefited from playing for the Cardinals with so much uncertainty. Another defensive staff, another head coach, potentially a new GM that didn't bring him on. You remember once upon a time in March when they signed him, who was the recruiting team that brought him in? It was Steve Kime with his buddy Blake Shelton. They're close. And it was Michael Bidwell and probably a little bit of Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, everybody but Michael Bidwell is probably going to be gone from that group. So it just it feels like it's the right time. Let him play out his contract. And hey, I like I'm not going to sit here and say I think Watt's going to come back, but I, I do think that if he came back, it would be for a different franchise. Um, Jackson in the chat saying, with him retiring, we only need to re-sign Allen and Murphy. Again, it puts you in a tough spot, and we'll talk about the ramifications on the defensive line. Maybe you feel like you have to resign Zach Allen. I'd like to see him play this weekend. 
Um, you know, he's somebody himself that hasn't been able to stay healthy. The Cardinals, when they signed JJ Watt, really had one of the worst defensive line groups in the NFL. If you talk about think about it, they signed um kid from San Diego once upon a time. He didn't work out. That of course the Robert Kimdichie debacle, Rashad Lawrence, like he fold to. There just there have hasn't been enough premium resources invested on the defensive line. And now with Watt gone, I mean Jalen Carter at number three or four, I think has to scream to you. One of the first two picks the Cardinals make in next April's draft needs to be defensive tackle. Uh, and I don't, I'm not somebody that goes in of a mindset. You have to take this position, but the Cardinals are starting from scratch on their defensive line. That's how I look at it. If Josh Al- or if Zach Allen comes back, awesome. But who knows? They could hire a new defensive line coach, guys, a new defensive coordinator, a new GM that says Josh Allen or Zach Allen. I keep saying Josh Allen. Zach Allen is not part of our plans. I'm sorry. It doesn't fit our scheme. Cardinals could be running a completely different scheme next year. They could be operating with a 4-3. They might need defensive tackles that look nothing like the defensive tackle group they have right now. Um, what did uh, pick and spread saying uh, Allen Murphy and maybe Will Hernandez? Again, I think a lot of it is predicated on who is going to be running this team. What kind of funds do you have to allocate to those specific players? If the Cardinals go out and they get a GM externally and a head coach externally, those guys are going to want their own guys. It sounds cliche to say that, but if they go and hire Jeff Ireland right from New Orleans and they bring in Sean Payton, they're going to want to bring in contacts that they're comfortable with within the scheme that they've surrounded themselves with and had success with. Zach Allen may fit that. He may not. We'll have to see. Byron Murphy has not played enough games to, to I think, to warrant a big contract. Um, I want to talk more about how the J.J. Watt, I guess, retirement, impending retirement that, that has gone down uh, impacts the Cardinals moving forward. But I want to tell you about Underdog Fantasy. So my friends at Underdog Fantasy, it hits different. It is way better than being saddled with the same sorry-ass fantasy football team all year through year-long fantasy. Daily fantasy is where it's at. You can draft up to six NBA players, no positional limits, and you can prosper. NFL, NBA, postseason NFL. Again, you will not be beat with underdog fantasy. And if you are, you can just dabble the next day. Clear your slate. Go back at it. It's completely up to you. You own your team on a daily basis. Underdogfantasy.com. Download the app. Use that promo code PHNX. Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. We're still trying to get Bobrock back on the scene here, uh, but at pick and spreads, I love it. Jalen Carter to replace J.J. Watt. I think that's a home run scenario. I would also think about there's a couple defensive linemen in Washington that I would say are scheduled to be free agents that they're not going to pay. They're not going to be able to pay with the money they've invested elsewhere. I think the Cardinals are going to have to go and be not huge spenders in free agency. They need to sign a starting defensive lineman in free agency. That's not that's not breaking news here, but now you're going to have money. Watt had some deferred money. I'm not sure how that works with his retirement, but Cardinals are going to have some space now. You think about changing of the guard now. No Watt, presumably no Kelvin Beecham. Josh Jones is going to take over on the cheap. No Justin Pugh, no Rodney Hudson. I mean, like, if, if there's not a perfect time to pivot off of Cliff Kingsbury, the Cliff Kingsbury Cardinals that we know, I, I think, are going to be whittled down to about 10%. People are already talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Could he come back? Could they move off of him because he's got a $30 million cap space? I don't want to see that happen. Those are questions that are going to be asked. It was on an Albert Breer chat last night where there's speculation that a team like the Chicago Bears could come in and offer you maybe a quality pick for DeAndre Hopkins. What do you say to that? 
K1 in the chat, I completely agree. Cards are getting younger. This is a new era. Uh, pugs and hugs. I'm not retiring anytime soon. I'm 34 years old, soon to be 35 in February. I will do this as, as long as I'm able and capable. And lo as long as you guys are here to hang out with me, I appreciate that. I'll tell you what else I appreciate are our friends at Four Peaks and Hot Damn. Do we have the event of the century coming up January 13th? We've got a phenomenal event that I want to talk to you about. It's the PHNX Tea Party presented by our friends at Four Peaks and Double Down. It's a PHNX Suns watch party again at Dobson Ranch at Dobson Ranch here locally in the Valley presented by Four Peaks. 45 bucks a person or if you're a PHNX diehard, 36 bucks. How about this? 160 for a foursome, 40 bucks per person, or you can whittle that down to 30 if you're a diehard. Kids 10 and under get to play for free. It is our biggest event to date, and it's something that you guys are not going to want to miss. Unlimited range of golf balls. You get a free set of rental clubs, jumbo screens everywhere. Again, PHNX, our fine friends uh, on the Suns crew, Gerald, Saul and Company, Espo, Lindsay, going to be doing a pre and post game. Mini games like cornhole, pickleball, ping pong, tons of quality stuff. And you can purchase drinks and food um, with your PHNX locker and PHNX partners that specific day. We're renting out the entire driving range. Come with that big drive energy. It will be a night to remember. And again, if you are a PHNX diehard, you get 20% off everything. Dobson Ranch, Friday, January 13th here in the Valley. Do not miss it. Four Peaks the official brewery partner of PHNX. Keeping your comments going, Cardinals Update, send me a link to join and co-host. Hey, my man, rain check on that. I think we're going to try to get Bo Brock back on this. Jason in the chat saying, the fact we're talking about a total rebuild after going through all four years of Kyler's rookie contract when you have no room to spend um, money shows the failure of Kime Stennis' GM 100%. That The Cardinals made the playoffs one time in Kyler's four-year rookie contract. And it was an abject failure because of the postseason that they endured. I was at the playoff game last January at LA. It was non-competitive. Cardinals didn't show up in that game. I know the Rams went on to win the Super Bowl, but the Rams had, uh, you know, tough matchups against the 49ers and the and the Green Bay, or excuse me, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in route to, you know, a fourth quarter comeback against the Bengals. Their only cupcake was the Arizona Cardinals. So I would say, absolutely, it was an indictment of Steve Kime. Steve Kime is one of those individuals where you're going to look back on his tenure and he did a lot of good for this franchise, but he wore out his welcome. He should have been gone after Steve Wilkes. And I think if Kime would have been gone after Steve Wilkes was, was dismissed from the team in 2018, people would have a, much, a higher fondness of Steve Kime. You would say the D hop trade, or the, I guess the D hop trade was after the fact, but the Chandler Jones trade, right? The Aaron's years, postseason football. I think we would view Steve Kime much different, but because that wound has been allowed to fester for four years after the fact, and then you also took Kyler Marie and Josh Rosen and that whole debacle, and you've wasted Kyler's rookie contract, it just it has not gone well. Um, we're Bo will not be back here as we as we're hanging out on PHNX Cardinals Live. I just got a word from producer Emma. Maybe somebody from our PHNX family will come talk to me about uh this JJ Watt abrupt retirement. But we got almost 70 people in the chat. Smash that like button. Here's what I'm gonna do for the large duration of the rest of the show. I'm gonna take your live comments here, open QA pertaining to Watt or whatever else you want to talk about because it's emergency pod, it's a podcast. That we are having here. Rodney Hudson also going to retire. Rodney Hudson was retired before this season, and the Cardinals inexplicably brought him back. Uh, they they deserve what they got on that. They coaxed him out. 
He wanted his money, but he wanted to skip all of training camp. Good hell, it was a disaster waiting to happen. What happens with Hudson? They, I mean, they can cut him. He can retire. Uh, I, I don't think Rodney's going to play next year. His body has let him down. Uh, Justin Pugh, Justin Pugh wanted to retire. He lost all that weight for his wedding. He looked like half the person he was last year. They coaxed him out of retirement. And that is an indictment of, yes, Cliff Kingsbury, but Steve Kime. You talk about Steve Kime not investing in premium offensive line talent, specifically in the interior, and that's what happens. You have to go begging players that have one foot out the door, and look how it's responded. Pugh went down with injury. Rodney's been MIA. It's 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 very it's very unfortunate. Can you recap what Josina Anderson reported? Hot damn, yes, I can, and I think we have the graphic right here. This is from Josina Anderson yesterday. Josina stating, obviously, Sean Payton is a top dog. My understanding right now is Peyton has an affinity for the Chargers and Cowboys with the Cardinals being in consideration too. If jobs become available, uh, when Denver calls, I expect him to listen. He's not going to Denver. I'll tell you what I know about Denver here in a second, though he historically prefers strong link to the GM. The Denver Broncos, if you want to think about, with all due respect to our peeps at DMVR, um, is the biggest disaster right now, I would argue, in the NFL. Uh, more so than the Cardinals, more so than Houston, Carolina, all these these places that have vacancies. The Denver Broncos have a quarterback they cannot cut that that is, they know is washed. They have a GM that right now has no power. You saw the owner this morning, if you followed our guy Zach Stevens at DVR, said that the new ho- head coach is going to report right to the owner. So what does that mean for GM George Payton? Disaster. The Cardinals have a chance. Michael Bidwell is texting with some friends this morning that also cover the Cardinals. Michael Bidwell has this on a gold platter. Not a silver platter, a gold platter. The rest of these openings looks like Sean Payton's not going to be interested in. I don't know if you guys saw what the Chargers did last night. They locked up a postseason spot. They're, Brandon Staley's going to the playoffs this year. So outside of a complete you know, buffoon performance, a la what the Cardinals did last January, or just losing out and, and for the team quitting, which I don't think is going to happen. They're getting Joey Bosa back. They're getting Rashawn Slater back. They're going to be fortified, and they could get Jacksonville in the first round. I, I'll tell you right now, the Chargers are a team to, to be reckoned with because Brandon Staley's side of the ball, he's not an offensive guy. Joe Lombardi coordinates their offense. He's terrible. But Brandon Staley, their head coach, is their defensive coordinator. He's been fantastic. I don't think the Chargers, Dean Spanos and company, want any part of moving off a coach that is winning right now and having to overpay for Sean Payton and then you look at the other team that's in that report. I'm sorry. Mike McCarthy has won double-digit games in back-to-back seasons. Jerry Jones, historically, very keen on keeping head coaches that are winning. Remember how long it took for him to move off of Wade Phillips and Jason Garrett? And people think that Mike McCarthy is going to get fired after back-to-back winning seasons. The Cardinals are, in my opinion, and we'll pull up this projecting vacancies graphic again from producer Emma, the only choice for Sean Payton. You know, I was messaging with Nick Underhill, who covers the Saints yesterday. The the, the Saints are going to ask for a first-rounder. They're not going to get it. But are the Saints going to want to negotiate with the Falcons in their division, with the Panthers? The Panthers, it sounds like, are hiring Steve Wilkes. The, Jim Harbaugh is rumored to go to the Indianapolis Colts. That You watched the Colts last night. They're a bigger abject disaster than the Cardinals. Outside of a sleeper job opening, the two L.A. spots, the Cowboys spot, Tampa Bay, New New England, like this is this is the Cardinals' opportunity to lose. Let me repeat that: if Sean Payton wants to coach next year, he should be the Arizona Cardinal head coach. Michael Bidwell should do everything possible in his power to make him the next head coach of this franchise. If he doesn't, 
That right now, and I love this franchise, but I'll be critical, says and tells you everything you need to know about this team and their willingness to win and win big. If they sit back with their hands on their hips and they say, we'll probably just promote from within. I mean, I saw some story yesterday. Um, My buddy sent it to me in a DM via Albert Breer that like they're not dismissing the notion that Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson could like co-GM this. I'm sorry. Like you, you need to go out and and be big game hunting, and I think they will. I, I something tells me you see the home crowds being you know sparse, san, fans selling tickets, apathy within the franchise. It's not a place that Michael Bidwell wants to be. He knows that this franchise needs a shot in the arm, and I think the Watt retirement is a beautiful way to say this era of Cardinal football is over. Let's move on. Um. Pick and spread says, I agree, Johnny. I don't even think we're being biased because, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think you've seen a lot of the media because or I'm not going to toot my own horn here. This was the first podcast that speculated Sean Payton, Arizona, late October, early November. And there was a lot of local media specifically that pushed back on that notion and said, no, Sean Payton wouldn't come here. Bidwell wouldn't mess with that. Now we're, I don't know, almost at New Year's, New Year's Day, January 1st. And I, I think. If the Cardinals aren't the favorite, I would say that they have to be considered the co-favorite. If Sean Payton wants to coach next year, his best option is to coach with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Libertarian Sasquatch, thank you for the $1.99 super chat. So what linebacker are we taking it for? None, because Steve Kime will not make that pick. God bless that. God bless America. Deron Payne, 25 years old. I'd sign him four years, $60 million. That's the kind of deal they need to make, 100%. He's available. He is a... Stud pass rusher, interior, Alabama. Uh, that 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 has to be the top of the wish list for everybody. And again, I, I would argue over time, it's an upgrade over Watt just because of Watt's age. I think that that is, that is something that the Cardinals would have been interested in had you thought about them potentially making a trade at the trading deadline. Now it just makes sense. Go get him in March. Um, if Will Anderson is there, get him. He's an outside linebacker, according to John Paul Edward Dia, Dia, Dia Dos. Uh, Dios, I agree with that. I think Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, it's just whatever the defensive coordinator slash GM slash head coach's preferences. Get everybody in a room. Let let you make a decision on that. Look at this. I am being joined by Mr. Gregory Esposito here. As I, We've gone 26 minutes, my man, Espo. We got 74 people in the house. They want to talk Cardinal football, but let me get your thoughts, Espo, on the abrupt retirement announcement from J.J. Watt. And do you feel like Watt's Signing with Arizona was a bust, Edron James style, or do you feel like this was, I think, kind of a savior for the Cardinals this year? He's been really their only, I, I would argue, their only kind of focal point of an otherwise lost season. Look, I, I don't think you can consider this a, uh, a a a bad signing. I mean, what he was able to do with this team uh, as off the field, not just on the field, but off the field. I think yeah. has a great impact uh, on these young guys that that will carry into the future. I mean, my first thought when uh, when I heard the announcement today was that I I thought he should be automatically on whatever coaching staff is here next year. I mean, some of the some of the things wow. we've seen on the sidelines during uh, hard knocks, uh, even though that's been an abysmal disappointment for the, for the most part. Uh, when you see J.J. Watt talking to those young guys, you know, and and trying to give them advice on how to approach the game, the techniques uh, on the field, those kind of things, those are huge. That's the kind of stuff that that could change a young man's career 
uh, in the long run. So I don't think there was a failure in any way. Would I like to have seen him on the field more? Sure. But when you signed him, you knew injuries were, were part of uh, the package when it came to J.J. Watt. But look, I, I this is not a guy you'll look back and go, man, that was the Emmett Smith kind of signing where there was nothing left in the tank, didn't provide anything, and uh, really just simply wanted to cash another check. That was not yeah. – J.J. Watt, he wanted to come in and have an impact. And uh, honestly, I wasn't that surprised watching on Christmas Day. Uh, I I, I kind of wondered because you saw, uh, you know, a lot of him and his family and I get it. It's Christmas. But there was some a little uh, little voice in my head, especially when he looked like he he might have come up hurt in, in one of those plays. Was this the last time we'd see J.J. Watt uh, at State Farm Stadium? And uh, unfortunately, for for those of us that love watching him on the field, it is. But for him, I'm glad he gets to go be with his wife, be with his uh, his newborn, gets to spend that time there. And, and as dad, both of us know how important that is. Yeah, and a lot of people throwing shade at me because they called Adrian James a bus. I mean, he never averaged over four yards per carry when the Cardinals signed him. I think, you know, it, was he Emmett Smith? Ask no, but I think there are levels. There's a, there's a stigma with this franchise that they sign players past their prime and they go and they retire in Arizona. I don't think that that you can classify J.J. Watt that. He's been their best player this year. He's en route to 10 sacks. Um, and again, he's mitigated a lot of the off-the-field concerns that this team has had, and on the field for that matter. He was the best player against Tampa Bay. He was the best player against Denver, and he's earned this. He's absolutely earned this to walk away at 33, 34 years old and be, and be happy and healthy, hopefully, with his family. But it does leave the Cardinals in a precarious position. I do believe Espo, because I think investing in a 33-year-old J.J. Watt with a new regime might be similar to kind of tagging on some of those years to Larry Fitzgerald, who was past his prime, yet $10 million a year. Was that money that was well spent? I know a lot of people, we all stand fits, but sometimes you got to know when to rip the Band-Aid off. And this team potentially is going to have a new GM head coaching combination. They're going to have guys like Rodney Hudson, Kelvin Beecham, Justin Pugh gone, right? And there's even a chance they could trade somebody like DeAndre Hopkins with a $30 million cap hit next year. I just feel like this is a this is a bow on this era of Cardinal football that is slowly and mercifully coming to an end. Not to J.J. Watt's faults, but just it feels like he was recruited by Kime and Michael Bidwell and Cliff Kingsbury and Blake Shelton. Like that, that those times are over. Most of those guys are gone away from the franchise. It, has Blake left? Did Blake go? Uh, you know, I'm gonna go hang out with Gwen. I'm done with this. He bad might. Football if team. Steve's gone, he might. He might <laughs> say goodbye. Uh, look, I I'd much rather take that money uh, and earmark it towards keeping uh, D Hop instead of having to make him a, a cap hit casualty. There, I know uh, at 30 plus million on the cap, that's going to be a tough one to swallow, but I'd like to think that maybe this eases that up. I don't, at this point, flush it, right? That's the saying. Look at all this. Look the last two years, last three years. Say, all right, clean slate. And I love JJ. And could he have been a positive influence going into next year? Sure. But he gets to walk away healthy. He gets to make the choice himself rather than having, you know, the Cardinals make the choice or, uh, or injuries make the choice for him. I think this is the, you know, this is the right move here for uh, for JJ and for the Cardinals. Look, next year, who knows? I mean, next year could be a uh, a rebuild. 
Uh, we don't know. I mean, there's so many questions. Like, uh, it's great, well, isn't it? The I like the uncertainty is kind of the fun part. New head coach, new GM, new uniforms. Maybe those could finally be coming based on whispers stop, of what we're Johnny, hearing. Stop Re- rebranding. Stop. For five years, all I've heard is new uniforms, rebranding. It's going to happen. I, I swear it's going to happen. And then we get nothing. I don't want my soul crushed on on the field and off the field. Let's just be happily surprised when it happens with new uniforms. But off the field, I think you're 100% or on the field, I think you're 100% right. This is the excitement because you don't know what you're going to have coming into next year, but you know it'll be different than this. And at least at the bare minimum, different than this is is at least interesting right i don't know that it'll be better but at least it's interesting i'm going to tell you right now too it's the cardinals shouldn't need a jj watt to help lead them into the future if they have a new head coach and gm that are worth their salt and know how to lead a franchise it felt like watt and his leadership attributes which were well received and welcomed were a band-aid because their head coach and gm couldn't lead and they couldn't control the locker room I think you get a Sean Payton, a Jeff Ireland, a Jim Harbaugh, somebody like that, you know, D'Amico Ryan, they ought to be able to be the leader and then have it have a trickle-down effect, accountability. Like they brought in J.J. Watt because there was minimal accountability at the end of 2020 when they collapsed. They were 6-3 and three and missed the playoffs in the NFC. They lost to San Francisco, um, and Jeff Wilson went for 200 yards in a must-win game in an empty State Farm Stadium against the Niner team that couldn't live in San Francisco because of the pandemic and the regulations. So I, I, to me, it's like what was needed. They brought him in. They made the playoffs. It was a success. Now the new regime needs to come in and not be dependent on aging veteran players to help set a tone and an example that that has to come from the top. Leadership has to come from the top. If you want to any kind of sustained success in the NFL. Oh, I agree. I mean, in any sport, it starts from the top. Uh, It starts in ownership. They set the tone. Uh, And then obviously coach and GM are imperative in in building the culture that you want. I mean, I've covered the Suns for for 11 years now and uh, and was a fan long before that. And you could tell that. I mean, there was a 10-year period where everything eroded in the franchise because it started with the ownership. Uh, and then a GM and coaching was was weak along the way as well. This is – Michael Bidwell uh, has done much better than, uh, than his dad in his Correct. tenure. But this is going to be the mile marker where I think we really judge just how different he is. Yeah, how much he he understands how to win in the NFL and how to build a culture. He hid behind uh, his buddy Steve Kime for for the last few years, stood by him. Which some people will say, "Hey, that's that's a good quality," but this is business. This isn't friendship. And standing by your friend is a good quality. Standing behind a GM that can't get it done and continually prove that uh, on multiple occasions, as on and off the field, that's when. Uh, when it's problematic, Mike needs to step up and uh, and really make the kind of move that his father wasn't willing to make the kind of move uh, that's seismic in terms of the front office and coaching, whether that's Sean Payton. And I mean, maybe it's giving him full control, not just uh, not just coaching, but hey, you're either handpicking the GM, which I know you guys have talked about, or you're both you're you're make you're getting the ingredients and making the salad. I think that should be focus number one and number yeah. two and number three, uh, because nothing changes culture quickly, like bringing in a guy who's established, who has won and still has the passion for the game. 
Buddy Ryan, when you brought him in, was much like bringing in Emmett Smith and those guys. Past his prime, big name, big hype, little delivered. I think Sean Payton's in the prime of what what he's doing. Still resonates with the with the players. That's the kind of move that Michael Bidwell needs to make this offseason to prove that he's 100% in here and wants to win and that he's not okay with the fact that it's been so long since we've seen a a win at home and a a truly dominant Cardinals football team. 100% agree, and I think the uncertainty that he feels with Kime no longer around uh, can be eased because you have a professional like Sean Payton that you could literally hand the reins over to and say, you know, produce a winner. And I'll give you all the resources that you need, all the finances, um, and we'll go out and we'll compete. And again, I, I love Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris, but A-Dub specifically, I just I feel like the Cardinals certainly need an exterior voice to come in and show them what they're doing incorrectly because they just they haven't had enough success to be able to consistently say, yeah, we know what we're doing, promote, promote, promote from within. Um, yeah, they just haven't been winners. I can tell you who is a winner right now is our f- friends at More Furniture Check out the More Furniture Sale right now with free white glove delivery with a purchase, minimum purchase, of just under $2,000. Again, that's a sale going on right now, morefurniture.com. We've got phenomenal gear throughout the PHNX studios, better than this you know, off-brand chair I'm sitting in right now. Uh, and check us out in studio all this week. You can see the many, many products we have from More Furniture. It is our favorite furniture partner. And again, Key in on morefurniture.com. Get that free white glove delivery with any purchase, minimum purchase of one nine nine nine. I want to also tell you about our friends at DraftKings. So right now, DraftKings has a banger of a promotion. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. The Dallas Cowboys get Malik Willis on Thursday Night Football. I'm trusting the Cowboys. I'm taking my $5 bet, and I am prospering $150 in free bets if the Cowboys win, if you opt to go with that bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code PHNX. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Never a better time to to wager on DraftKings. We've got NBA season full force, postseason football right around the corner, Coyotes. I just got two free NHL promo codes, boosters, that I can use on DraftKings. I'm going to dabble right after the show. I got my man Espo here. We put the bat symbol up, the bat signal <laughs> up to save the day with Mr. Espo as Bose Wi-Fi. We do have we do have a source telling us that Bose Wi-Fi has been cut till 4 p.m. today, so we can't hold that against my man. Just bad timing. Bad timing for the Cardinals to lose J.J. Watt or appropriate timing, Espo? Well, first, uh, rumors and my sources are telling me that uh, Bo's Wi-Fi is going to have its surgery done by the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> so he should be in good hands to get that back up here by four o'clock. Uh, do do I think what was the question? I, I had to make is this bad timing for the Cardinals to lose J.J. Watt? Do you think it's weird timing that he announced this with two regular season games left? Or do you think that this is, I don't know, like positive headlines for the Cardinals when they've had so few and they can just say, hey, look at what's going on. We're going to. We're going to celebrate J.J. Because it's going to be a celebration for J.J. Watt for the next two weeks. Yeah, I think I think it's good for that. And uh, guess what? Hard Knocks is at least somewhat interesting uh, yeah. because you're going to get a little J.J. love and probably a little backstory on, on why he decided. I mean, I saw people in the chat talking about the heart issue that he had. And uh, my wife has had the same heart issue wow. that he went through. That stuff is scary. And I can understand yeah. why that would make him 
uh, along with a newborn, really think about what his future is and if it's worth it. And I don't, I don't hold it against him. I think the timing uh, is is just fine. He felt it. He wanted to make it clear. He wanted to, uh, you know, have a chance to go out and, and have a few games where he can uh, he can kind of take a retirement tour here. Uh, I wish he had done it before the Christmas game, so the home fans could have given him a little love. But uh, but I understand it as well. He may not have realized it until he had his son uh, there at the at the game and what it meant. Uh, you know, that could have been an emotional turning point for him where he decided, hey, yeah, I, I was thinking about this, but yeah, I definitely, uh, I'm done. So I don't think there's any problem with the, with the timing. I mean, you're not playing for anything. If they were still in the playoff hunt and he's like, hey, I'm leaving, that's problematic. But when you're like, hey, we can see that second pick in the draft from here, I don't think there's any issues. So. Uh, he had five touchdowns in his uh, Defensive Player of the Year, one of three Defensive Player of the Year awards. I think there's a chance the Cardinals, should they be fortunate enough to get into the red zone these next two weeks, that J.J. Watt is in on some red zone packages, try to get him a touchdown, whether it's from Trace McSorley or Colt McCoy. You know, I, I've made this statement many times. I'll double down on it now. It's going to be the most uncertain Arizona Cardinal offseason in recent memories, certainly since they've moved, I believe, to the Valley, because we could have any number of combinations, additions, subtractions. Um, I don't think any player is safe outside of like a Buda Baker and probably Kyler Murray with his contract and injury concerns. No player is safe from being moved, from being added, from being subtracted, let's say. And then, of course, I mean, the, the, we're, we're gearing up here at PHNX, PHNX Cardinals for Black Monday, which is two weeks from yesterday. We're in the final countdown, 13 days left. And we've got you locked and loaded at gophnx.com. Our guy Howard Balzer is our PHNX Cardinals beat writer, cranking out regular content for you to subscribe to at gophnx.com. Most articles right now are unlocked and free up to 90%. But if you want to become a diehard at gophnx.com, become a diehard and you will not regret it. You can cop some gear like a free hat or free shirt from the PHNX merchandise locker. Not a one-off. But every single year you're a diehard, you can get exclusive discounts to events up to 20% off. You can come yell at us in the exclusive member Discord, get money off uh, left, right, and center. Again, go phnx.com, slam the promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D, Espo. We're also going to make you guys do one of the uh, diehard-only meetings here, uh, probably after after the season where in the Discord uh, – they can ask you audio questions and actually interact with you if you are diehard. It's one of those perks that we're giving to anybody that becomes a member. And Howard's uh, diehard content, the stuff that can get emailed directly to you, one of my favorite columns of the week that we have. Uh, he talks about what he thinks, what he knows, what he hopes for this Cardinals team, and uh, you'll enjoy it if uh, if you're a Cardinals fan. And imagine you are if you're watching us at 1245 on a Tuesday that you are one. So. PHNX Cardinals is your place to be not only in season, but this upcoming off season, you want to keep it subscribed to PHNX sports on YouTube. Click that bell for notifications like this video. You know, I'll see if I can wrangle up Bo Brock here in the next 24 hours. He and I, I can get his opinion. We can get his ideas and thoughts on JJ Watt and what post JJ Watt will mean for the Arizona Cardinal football franchise. In the meantime, like, and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. Espo, can't thank you enough for hopping on, my guy. Yeah, since I did this, can I make Bo do the Suns uh, pre and post game tonight? 100%. Because I don't make feel him... good about that game, and I don't, I'd don't. i much rather not spend my evening doing that. Uh, if his Wi-Fi is up by four, he can take care of it. So. 
Got to get Devin Booker that that uh, doctor that Kyler Murray's looking at, right? Is that is that what's happening with Devin Booker? What's going on there? Just just put him on ice for a little while, let him rest. That's it. Good stuff from Mr. Espo. Thank you so much, my brother. Thank you guys so much for spending your lunch break, your afternoon, your early morning with us here at PHNX Cardinals. We're back manana. PHNX Cardinals double header tomorrow, live at 4 p.m. Bowl be back. Hard knocks after dark. Talking all things J.J. Watt. In the meantime, subscribe. PHNX Cardinals, wherever you get your podcast. For Espo, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.